0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: All things are relatively quiet around the Chicago Bulls right now as we still await the decision on what Nikola Vucevic's next contract with the Chicago Bulls could look like and how that signals what the rest of the offseason could hold for the troubled Chicago Bulls franchise. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. As you know, I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. Now, all the, the latest news that we have around the Chicago Bulls is simply just around Nikola Vucevic's contract, right? And that the fact of the matter is, is that Booch. Is not going anywhere if the Bulls have their way, right? They want to re-sign the big man, and more likely than not, they are going to do some form of running it back, something I've been really preparing you guys for because, yeah, the trades sound good, and some of them sound amazing for the Bulls and even maybe sensible for where the Bulls are going to go. It seems like this front office is ready and willing to hold on to most of these pieces and run it back. Like I said, just by nature, we're not running it back 100% basically like we did last year. I don't think Javante is going to be retained um so you know io is still a decision i think you know it really comes down to the money that io ultimately wants or what he can get out there on the open market on top of that but overall we 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 have come to the to the point where this team is running it back and while i see a lot of you guys in the comments saying it doesn't make sense to run it back it doesn't do this it doesn't do that why all this to be a night all that listen as we've talked about before blowing it all up typically doesn't work and it definitely doesn't work in a quick amount of time and and AK has shown, at least in his time endeavor, that he is more apt and ready to kind of rebuild over an extended period of time where you jettison off some pieces as they come and, and they go. But it's that 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 full swoop of rebuild. The biggest thing that we got to that was his first year. And when he traded a lot of the young players and brought in veterans and then that first offseason, bringing in DeMar, uh, Zoe and, and Caruso in the offseason more than it, it, blowing it all up isn't happening a retool may and i know that even sends some bulls fans down into their own abyss of thinking as far as that but it just is what it is it, it's the reality that we live in and i do think until lonzo ball's contract is off the, the books that you're basically going to get that and then you get people like joe cowley right who joe cowley to me is 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 has slowly become over the last like 10 years a just a shock jock of of a of an analyst like Joe Cowley says things that because he just throws so much shit out there and then when one thing ends up happening, he's like, see, see, I got it right. This is why you guys should believe me and people and completely ignore the fact that most of the shit that you say on your on your goddamn platform is all bullshit and shit that you just use to troll people on Twitter as a 65 year old old man. It's ridiculous. Right. And so in Joe Cowley recently said that. The Bulls seemed ready to wait on Lonzo Ball to return. Now, we've gotten conflicting stories on that. we got gotten that the Bulls have come to the realization that Lonzo's career is almost over. We've gotten some that said that there are some around the Bulls' front office that do want to wait on Lonzo Ball to come back. We've gotten conflicting stories on that, right? And I think it's all going to come down to what moves we see this team make. If they kind of punt with the point guard again, all right, maybe they do, right? If they go after a younger point guard, sign him to a more long-term deal, or even we see Kobe White kind of excel in that, in that role. If he it does become the starting point guard, that may change some things. As of right now, it doesn't seem like the Bulls are going to make a decision on Ball's contract, mainly because we have an ownership group that does not want to pay the luxury tax, which we all know, and the disabled player exception would still send the Bulls there. Um, we have the career-ending injury exception, but that has to come via a few different things where we can completely eliminate Lonzo Ball's contract. But a big part of that as well is Lonzo almost voluntarily saying, yeah, my career is probably done, which he's not he's not likely to do that, even though with the career ending injury exception, he still gets his money. It just frees up some stuff for the franchise. Overall, right now, the Bulls are not in an envious position. We don't have very much cap room, which I saw a couple of people say that we we don't have cap room, Um, even if we let Kobe and Vooch io and javante walk we still don't have tons of cap room at that point we're still basically operating over the salary cap we just could then use our full mid-level exception now there are some things that the bulls can do to renounce all rights and i think we can clear about 12 million dollars in cap space but again you're basically you're basically sending off players to then have the cap space that you have with a mid-level exception anyway right so that's the type of thinking that you it's really like dominoes and legos you have to have it all kind of fall in line and together when you're operating as an over the cap team and like like i said before uh, just letting a player walk you don't get that money then then turn around and spend on somebody else that's not how it works in the nba with the salary cap when you're over the uh, over the cap team but below the luxury tax so ultimately the bulls sit in the spot where They don't, unless they are going to make a lot of trades, which they do not seem apt to do, a lot of, it's just not a lot of moves out there. Now, again, we didn't have cap space when we signed DeMar. and brought in Caruso. So, AK could get busy and could get to work, but again, it would take him hitting the ground. And so, that that Vooch contract is going to tell a lot for what happens next with the Chicago Bulls. It's going to need to tell kind of what their mindset and methodology may be, Maybe the first step to that. The next step after that is the NBA draft, right? Do they make that move with Portland, not for the number three pick, but for the number 23 pick that, that, that Portland got from the New York Knicks to remove the protections on Portland's pick, right? And if they do that, then yeah, you may be adding a nice young talent, but that's still not anything that immediately is going go to go to changing the outlook unless they get a, a player that just comes in and hits the ground running like a Ben Matherin or something. But even with... I know some of you guys, you want to hear Monty Bates' name. I like Amari Bailey uh, there if the Bulls pick at number 23. I like a lot of players there. We'll start going over some of the potential players the Bulls could get at number 23 over the course of this week coming up. But ultimately, right now, where we sit as a a franchise with the Chicago Bulls is just that there are tons of questions, right? And it seems like they may be more keen to letting this season kind of operate and play out and then they do have their own 2024 pick outright that they can't move before the draft and improve that pick like there's a lot of things a lot of things up in air with the Bulls. Maybe a, Pat, a Patrick Williams or somebody does a hit a develop some over this offseason and comes out in a different form that we expect after last season like but ultimately the Bulls best chance to develop and 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 go to that next level is going to be development from within because more than likely a lot of those larger outside deals that we talk about isn't likely um, and it's not coming, and you know that that's kind of unfortunate. And I do think, like I said before, the Bulls should should be looking and exploring kind of all opportunities, but especially specifically around expiring contracts. I think you have to explore as a franchise when you have a player. And I, listen, I'll say this: we got the, our favorite drunk uncle, Ricky Carroll, sent in a voicemail, but he was clearly off some old some something strong, and uh, it, it's I, you can barely understand it, so I can't even play it on the show. But ultimately, in that voicemail, he did talk about, like, the Bulls shouldn't move on from DeMar because he's a Hall of Famer. He ain't build that Hall of Fame career here in Chicago, right? At the end of the day, you have to explore every option at your disposal. And expiring contracts are a great tool for Bulls for any team in the NBA to use. But again, more than likely, it ain't happening, right? And so ultimately we're heading into this into the space and into this offseason where i told you guys i one of the first videos after the season ended this offseason is about to be another disappointing one for the fans that want to see a bunch of moves for the fans that want to see a bunch of action i just don't see it necessarily coming i would love 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 to be wrong and ak just come out and all of a sudden we're like damn hey you see what ak did on the fly here but all all signs are pointing to no, it ain't happening. The Magic 8 ball does not look favorably upon the Chicago Bulls making eight tons of moves this offseason. And what does that, that, that mean? For those that are going to ask the question, yes, there's a high probability that we find ourselves in the same situation of fighting for a plane, but there are enough also promising signs in the back half of that season to where things may be turning around. Hopefully you're getting a fully healthy Zach all next season, right? Maybe Billy Donovan actually goes to, basketball Jesus and comes up with an actual playbook full of adjustments. I don't know, right? But ultimately, it's it's going to be a disappointing offseason. And it's going to be a time where I know that there are going to be a lot of frustrated Bulls fans. And uh, that's why I say let's not project our hopes on this team, what the team actually does. But hey, I would love to be wrong. We'd love to see. Ultimately, at the end of the day, is that the bet on continuity is the bet that this front office has made. And it seems like the Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today
0: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Washington DC bet that this
1: team is going to continually making right that that, there's going to be continuity in the bet on continuity right so as we you know we go through this and we see the process we see Vooch's contract we see all these things happening (sighs) Kind of just is what it is. But let's go ahead and get into some voicemails for the day. We had a lot of overflow from the voicemail bag this weekend. This first one, this one's from RW.
2: Hayes, Hayes, Hayes. What's the deal? RW shot here. I call it from Vegas. I was sitting here looking at this free agent list and really pondering to myself, thinking, what's two names that we haven't really talked about? What's two names that we haven't really talked about? I know you've been you've been covering a lot of guards so I got a guard in the big who, you know, I don't think we talked about him. So um, let me know what you think. Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant. Yeah, Thomas Bryant's about six nine, six ten. We ain't getting that much bigger than Wendell, but we know for sure he put in more work than Wendell. And he's active, really active. Young cat, too. As far as Reggie Jackson, I guess his resume tells for itself. But let me know what you think.
1: Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryan as targets for the Bulls. Here's what I'll say. Um, not 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 crazy targets, right? Especially when you look at a couple of things going on with the Chicago Bulls. If they do end up spending big money on a Kobe White contract, which is like let's say upwards of like between fourteen and sixteen million. They resigned Vucevic for about 18 to 20 million. At that point, yeah, you're gonna want players that you can split that mid level exception. And keep in mind, even then the Bulls aren't likely to use the full mid-level exception. So you're looking at them about using about eight million dollars of that mid-level exception. And Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant could be two players that you could get for that. Now, Reggie Jackson, I think at that point, if you bring if you're bringing back, if you're if you're signing a player like Reggie Jackson, I think at, at that time you're probably also bring back Io because Reggie Jackson has proven that. While he's gonna give you some games right and he's gonna look really good for you off your bench sometimes give you some defense at times that 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 goes hard right and that looks really good um Reggie jackson isn't isn't a starter right and so that at that point um you're looking at Reggie jackson um coming in and solidifying your bench he started five hundred and six games out of his seven hundred and seventy one games in his n b a career so with that said, it's like I just don't see him stepping into that. But this is a guy who, for his career, averages 12.8 points per game. He averages 4.2 assists per game, 2.9 rebounds per game, right under a still per game um, as well. Like Again, not amazing numbers, but when you look at some of the things that we do need specifically at point-of-attack defense um, facilitating, which he's not a great facilitator, but he can do some of that, right? You're putting him in, he's going to be in a lineup with, he's not going to be looked at to do, his scoring is going to be at the bottom 10 things. Uh, that we would need that we would need to be looking for him from he's not a a great career three-point shooter at 34 percent for his career either um so you know again I think that as we start getting that story of what the Bulls may be willing to do I don't really I'm not saying that Reggie Jackson should be our de facto one but I'm just saying that as a target probably for the back end of your bench if you bet on these younger players he could be now Thomas Bryan is a different story I really if 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 Andre Drummond does walk, I'm not saying that Thomas Bryant at all is going to give you what Andre Drummond could have and did give us. But when you look at at Thomas Bryant's career, career 10 point per game score, and he also chips in uh, 5.7 rebounds, which isn't amazing, uh, 1.1 assists, which is cool, and right under a block per game as well. Thomas Bryant coming in as your as your backup big, I can't, I I, I wouldn't hate again. Like you said, 25 years old, pretty young, but again, it's kind of hard to shape. What target, what our targets are going to be before we really truly know. Like, for all we know, the Bulls could trade into number 23, and they go after a young big then because they're re signing Vooch. Maybe they look at a big that that, it, that is raw, even though we have Marco, but we all know Marco ain't, I don't know, he, he's not part of the Bulls' future. But RW, I won't, uh, these aren't terrible ideas, but I, I think that right now, we don't really know what caliber of free agent the Bulls are going to target. And if they're looking for a starting level point guard, I think they can do a lot better than Reggie Jackson. But, you know, we'll see. All right, <laughs> let's get into the next one. Uh, this one's from Matt.
2: Yo, Hayes, what's going on, man? It's Matt again from the 847. Uh, so I called the other day about that, the you know, undervaluing Zach Levine and maybe the Portland moves. I got a new one for you, man. There's been a couple of rumors, uh, Bleacher Report, a few other places, about maybe the Hornets are the ones that end up shopping the pick, or maybe they both do. But just because the value's so high and teams, you know, if they know Portland's shopping, you know, you can go ahead and get – the Hornets pick, and be able to control, you know, who goes off the board second. So there's talks that the Hornets might be down to do it. Um I feel like Miller is a good fit for them. But if they didn't do that and didn't want to pair another guard, you know, with Lomelo, then maybe they'd be interested as well to move. I mean, they have had a a record of just making questionable choices with their first-round picks. I mean, ever since really Kemba – Uh, Maybe the last two years, you know, or maybe last two or three years, P.J. Washington, Mark Williams, you know, they got a couple, you know, guys who look to be pretty solid, you know, as they age a little bit. Um, They also got blessed some pretty decently high picks. But um, what do you think about maybe the Hornets being the one to move? I think the rumored trade was they would take. uh, I know the role. I don't remember if it was Zach or Demar. Um, but then it was with, um, Kobe. I think it was with Kobe and Caruso. And then there was another one that was with Vucevic, like sign and trade. Um, but I don't know if you read anything into that. If you did, just thought it'd be cool to talk about. I, uh, seen the article earlier, which just kind of one It is kind of interesting. Then we've kind you know, for sure, probably get scoot. Um, maybe what that package would look like, uh, with contracts and stuff too, but. Appreciate it, man, and take
1: care. All right, Bulls trading into the number two for the Charlotte Hornets. And I think we actually – did we talk about this over on Locked on Bulls? I think we got a a question about this over on Locked on Bulls as well. Here's what I'll say. Um, I've said that it's unlikely that the Bulls trade for the number three pick. And because of that, I think it's less likely that they even have enough to trade for the number two pick. If the Hornets are taking calls for the number two overall pick, because that can guarantee a team Scoot Henderson, they're going to be people – teams offering a lot more than the Chicago Bulls could offer a lot more than what the Bulls can offer for number two. Um, so I don't think that it's likely that they, that they have enough. But again, this is the Hornets, and you also have to factor in the fact that the Hornets always seem to make a wrong decision. Um, and because the Hornets aren't a free agent destination at all, they tend to trade for players, right? Or they And they are willing to overpay for players as well because they've never really been a free agent destination. That's how Gordon Haywood is there, right? So I'm not saying that you you can't somehow maybe get into that conversation. I just don't necessarily think that it's likely with the assets of the Bulls will likely have to trade. We can't trade our own 2024 pick, right? We don't have the same ability, at least with Portland and their number three. We do own, well, not own outright, but we have protections on their first round pick up until 2028. So that's that removing that protection is something that we, an asset that we have. We don't have that same asset with the Charlotte Hornets in number two. And because it's not an outright pick, I mean, technically we could trade those protections on Portland's pick to the Hornets, but, because it's not outright, they may not look at it either and say that that's a, that's a huge asset. We can't trade our own first-round pick until 2028, 2029, so I don't think that we necessarily have a, have enough to get it done unless the Hornets are just looking at Patrick Williams and they're like, this is the perfect guy. But then at that point, are you would you not look at Brandon Miller instead at number two, even though Scoot is the better option at number three, and then say Brandon Miller is our guy? Like, you just don't know. The Hornets are such a... Up and down, ass backwards franchise. It's really hard to gauge anything that they could want, hope, or dream for in the trade market because they're just idiots. Now, some to say that the Bulls haven't been much better in our deals lately either. But again, the Hornets is just, it's been, it's been 20 years of struggle over there. But all right, that's enough, man. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bull Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, at Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, bear down, bear down. This is the wrong channel. Go Bulls. See red if you can, y'all. Love you guys.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.